0: Real quick, friends, before we dive into today's episode, I've got a special invitation for you to join me live and in person for my upcoming masterclass, Your 3-Step Visibility Engine. In this class, I'm giving you the juicy secrets to my playbook on showing up in front of a bigger audience and how you can create your playbook to use on rinse and repeat. Grab your seat at podcaster.com forward slash masterclass. See you there. Welcome to the B Word podcast, the podcast for women who know they're meant for more and just need a little bit of help getting there. I'm Joanne Bolt, and I am obsessed with helping women just like you move out of the messy middle and into a business that is sassy, classy, and a little badassy. Together, we'll unpack it all from money and mindset, to the little simple strategies that you can implement today in your business grab a glass of wine and your airpods and curl up on the couch because happy hour with your besties has begun right now here on the B word okay crystal So thanks for joining me today. I am stoked to get into this conversation. I was telling you a few seconds ago, I don't even actually know how I found you, to be honest. Like (laughs) I was probably listening to some other podcasts because now I'm a podcast junkie and one thing led to another and all of a sudden I landed on your YouTube channel or your podcast podcast and started listening to it. And I was like, I have got to meet this girl. Like I'm fangirling so hard right now.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. You're so, so
0: funny. Thank tell you so everyone in, you know, your 30 second overview pitch, like who you are
1: and what you, what you get to do for a living. Yes. I mean, there's so many ways that you can go about it, but I am. So my name is Crystal Prophet. I tell everybody, yes, Profit is my real last name. And if I were to sum up everything that, I have done on my journey is i've taken my superpower which is funny enough talking <laughs> and i've <laughs> learned how to teach other people to make that their superpower as well so i'm a podcast coach content strategist and i work mostly with digital entrepreneurs that are trying to use content marketing as a way to attract you know new clients new leads and eventually turn them into paying customers so I am happy to talk anywhere, any which way, if, you know, Joanne, I'm sure you're familiar with my story, but I'm happy to dive into whichever subsection of that can really help your audience. I
0: I think what would help them best is really how you shifted from one role into the next. You know, how did you land in the podcasting world um, of all things? Because you're a mom. I'm a mom. I'm just going to make an assumption on age here. We didn't grow up with podcasting as an oh, option. Oh yeah. No, no, no. You know, like no, I went no, to the no. university yeah. of Georgia and that was not a thing. And so yeah. now in life kind of, I fell into podcasting by accident and now I love it, but you know, like how do you get here?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's such a good question. My, uh, 10 year old, he's about to be 11. He just asked me this question the other day. Cause he was like, was podcasting a thing and the worst thing ever, Joanne and anybody listening, like, why are our kids asking us, were you born in the 1900s? Like, I feel so offended. I'm so offended. I'm like, no, no. What are you? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so true. So yeah, I'm trying to, I'm dealing with that, <laughs> but it's one of those things. You're right. It was not something that was ever on my mind. I did go to school for marketing, Back in the day, this was in the two the early two thousands, not the nineteen hundreds. The early two (laughs) thousands, same. But I went to college for marketing, and back then you were getting taught like products placement on shelves in like Target. There was no digital marketing; it was all very basic, the same kind of marketing that had been taught for years and years. And then um, I eventually had the opportunity to stay at home with our three boys. And I got into this phase of like, okay, I'm going to be the best stay-at-home mom the world has ever seen. It was right around when Pinterest started. I mean, it was like the holy trinity of just, I mean, mom overwhelm, trying to be perfect, trying to do all these like classroom mom things. And just... You made the cupcakes, didn't you? I spiraled. Oh, I did. But I did it with like the the had-to-be-Pinterest-worthy cupcakes, right? Like not... It had to be... Pioneer woman worthy, pinch, like all the things. It was so stressful. Listen, and I, I may re- or
0: may not have dropped by my local bakery and <laughs> purchased cupcakes and then put them on my own platter and tried to pull them off as though I I created them. So
1: oh, the truth comes out. I love it. This is a safe space for that. I love it. Love it. <laughs> but in doing that, like I just I had this moment, which I'm sure if anybody's listening and you've ever been a stay at home parent, you may have had this moment too. And I think there's a lot of shame around it. So I talk about it a lot where I was like, is this all that there is? Like, I went to school for, you know, marketing and I loved, you know, working in the corporate space and I loved doing like working with people. But now I'm just changing diapers and cleaning and cooking. And it just, I hit this day where I was like, I know that I'm meant to do something more. So you have, it's kind of like the lightning bolt moment. And then you're left in like this foggy haze of like, well, what are you going to do about it? So that's kind of where I started exploring. You know, I looked, I followed mommy bloggers and people that were sharing their experiences. I always tell people, um, I forayed into journaling and writing And eventually landed on blogging, which I was terrible at. I still say I'm a terrible blogger. (laughs) And my blogging mentor started a podcast. Mm. And I wasn't really into podcasting. Like I wasn't a listener, like as some other people that are like the OGs of like, I've been listening to podcasts for a decade. And so I found started to find podcasts. And I was like, man, this is... I could do this. Like I could absolutely do this because it's not hard from someone who loves to talk again. This is my Genesis. (laughs) I love to talk. And so, um, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to start a podcast. So that was in 2018. And to this point, you know, here we are five years later, I've created, it is so crazy to say still I've created over a thousand episodes between I just hit a (laughs) hundred. And to me, that's like amazing. (laughs) between my two podcasts. So I have a daily podcast that's Monday through Friday and it's five minutes or less. And then I have a weekly podcast that, um, you know, it, it varies on the time, but yeah, I mean, I just love it so much, Joanne. Like it is, you know, I was listening to, um, you know, I was telling you before we started recording one of your recent episodes, you kind of talked a little bit about your Genesis moment, you know, and Jenna's Genesis, uh, you know, she was your guest. She was saying, you know, I just, I had to start a podcast. Like I just felt it within me. And so it's in those moments of people having that strong conviction that they have a message to share. That's where I like to come into the picture and say, yeah, I want you to share your message and it doesn't have to be as complicated as other people make it right? seem. So that's my lane. That's my specialty. Well, and I think so many of us get caught up in the
0: that that imperfection and perfection paralysis. Yeah. So you know, before I started the podcast, I probably spent six months just researching freaking microphones. Yes. Like yes. what a waste of time. What yeah. a waste of time. I could have just gotten the Blue Yeti to begin with. I mean, I went through like 12. I know you've yes. gone through a lot of microphones as well. But at the end of the day, no one expected me to sound like studio quality on episode right. number one. So why yeah. was I wasting my time? And it was my own fear and limiting, you know, yeah. thoughts in my own brain. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, you're not alone. Like I'm so glad that you shared that because I'm sure that there's somebody listening right now that's like, oh, I've been listening to Joanne's podcast forever. It's so good and it's so helpful. Uh, why can't it's I do that? They do. And they're <laughs> they're in that mindset. They're like, oh my. Like she called me out, like I've been looking at microphones and I've been looking at this and I've been really just ruminating on all the logistics of how it works when in reality in 2023 and beyond, you know, cause there will be people that listen to this, which is so cool about podcasting people a year from now will find this episode and hear it is, it just keeps getting better and it keeps, keeps getting easier. Like what we have I think today, key. it keeps getting yes. easier. Yes. Like I don't worry and now
0: about what the next episode's content is going yep. to be because I know now throughout the day, there's so many things that pop into my head. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I need to talk about this. Oh my gosh, I need to talk about this because I'm not, I'm not worried anymore about being that perfect podcaster that people yeah. listen to for like the greatest in-depth anything. If you're listening, you need to hear it. And, and that's just kind of my motto right now.
1: Yeah. And I've worked with you know hundreds of like one-on-one podcasters. And I find that there's this sweet spot. This magical thing happens around the 20th episode, right? So they've hit their stride and they've produced enough content. Maybe they're more comfortable behind the mic or with their editing software because they're doing it themselves. Or they finally found someone that they could outsource it to. And something magical happens where they just kind of settle into it and say... I accept my voice and I accept how this is being created right now. And they accept that they're going to get better, but it is hard. Like, and there's no magic bullet for that, unfortunately. Like, unless you come from a radio background. There's no other medium like podcasting to prepare you to do these things. I don't care how many times you've spoken on stage. I don't care how many times that you've done all these other types of presentations. Podcasting is a very different uh, format and platform that you just have to do it and practice and practice and practice. But you can get better. You can get better.
0: All right. Let's talk about being on stage because you got to speak at a recent podcasting conference, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, Okay. A, did you ever
1: think that you'd get that opportunity? And B, tell me about it. Yes. Okay. So I was at Podcast Movement Evolutions, which was in Las Vegas. And I actually have a picture... And from 2019, when I had submitted to speak on stage and I didn't get it, you know, mm-hmm. rejected I got the big rejection email. And in hindsight, you know, it's only looking back that I could see, oh, yeah, I really wasn't ready at that point anyway, because I was still figuring things out. But then I had the opportunity to speak on their stage in like a group setting. So it was more like a, Hey, we're all going to come in this to do it. So it wasn't me just teaching my ideas. It was a collaborative effort it was in 2021, but this time I really own the fact that it was me sharing all of my experiences and the specific examples of people in my community. And Mm -hmm. I think that it was just one of those things where, again, previously, I wasn't ready to speak on a stage at that level, But also I wouldn't have had all the incredible stories to share and the experiences of, I mean, we talked about how awkward it is to, especially for anybody that's going to have a solo podcast, just get ready. The awkwardness is there. It's normal. It's a hundred percent normal to be in a room by yourself with just a microphone. And you have like this Hit in your stomach where you're like, why am I sweating? Like no one's in here. My Apple watch thinks that I'm about to go on a run because like I have heart palpitations. (laughs) It's like, what is like, all of these things are normal, a hundred percent normal. And when I started, I didn't know that. I thought it's just me. I'm this awkward person that's trying to do this thing. And it was weird and scary and so many things. But after talking to Hundreds of podcasters. This was the big thing about the talk was just letting people know it's okay. You are normal. You're human, and what you're experiencing, you'll get through it. You'll absolutely get through it. So it was so fun. I love talking on stage. It's just one of those things that I do it too. Fires me up. Lights me up. It's the best. I actually did not realize that there were conferences for podcasters, oh, which yeah.
0: just shows to you know goes to show how much I've learned in the last year and a half. Now that I've fallen in love with it. Um, you know, but now I'm like, oh, that's on my calendar for next year. I will be at that conference, you know, because I'm like, okay, these are my people. Yeah. You know, podcasters are now my people and, and I'm fully embracing this world because it's so freaking fun to be in, but I just. I had no idea that they had full health conferences for podcasting. Which,
1: well, it's really funny because I I was so fortunate, and my husband was able to go with me. He's not in this space. He doesn't. He does not podcast. He doesn't have a like. He I interviewed him once on my show, like way way a long time ago, and so for him to see podcasting like the vibe behind it, it was so funny because to me it's very clear and obvious. But he was like. Y'all like to talk. Like everybody that he met had a story, wanted to talk about something. Like I was like, where did you think you were going? This wasn't like we weren't wearing our badges that says, I'm in silence, like walking around. Like we were, everybody was ready to talk. And most people hadn't been to a conference in several years. And so it was like super high energy. It's so much fun. I recommend it to anybody that's either just getting started into podcasting or you're trying to connect with other people in your industry. It's a yeah. great place to network. So my, I, I started out in real estate and have done mm-hmm. the whole pivot
0: now, um, into teaching and helping women entrepreneurs. And I mean, there is a never ending plethora of real estate conferences that you can go to either with your own yeah. brokerage or just big companies. I never could talk my husband into going to one. Like he, he literally got high. Was thinking about having to go to a real estate (laughs) conference, but I told him the other day, I'm like, "Oh, hey, there's there's podcasting conferences," and he was like, "Sign me up!" And I was like, "Oh, "Oh, I love it." I didn't even have to tell you it was in Vegas. He was like, "No, that one would be fun." You know, I could just, I can just imagine now everyone never shuts up. And my yeah. husband's a talker too. And so I was like, yeah, I think these are your people too, but you don't podcast. So
1: yeah, you just unleash them and be like, okay, you know, just go have fun. And my husband, he loves tech. And so there is people there that have the latest software. They have cool equipment that you can try. Like it, I mean, it's just, it's definitely for people that are interested in the space beyond just I'm doing this because I have to, because I, I've met a lot more digital entrepreneurs, online business owners that are like, well, I just do it because I have to. And I tell them, I'm like, I say this with all the love in my heart. We can tell. Yeah. (laughs) We can tell you yeah. think that you have to because your content sucks. Yes. It's not great. We can feel that this is awful and painful for you, and maybe a blog would be better for you, or, or anything, anything. There's else. so many other options. Yes. Like we can yes.
0: point you in the right direction. We can yes. have a we'd have a meeting over that. But I, exactly. I'm with you. Yeah,
1: it's you so can painful.
0: definitely tell. You can definitely tell when they're trying and they like it. They just haven't yes. gotten in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. versus they legitimately are doing it because they think that they have to and they hate it. Yeah, exactly. It comes across. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's an well, again, so, so how how many hours can we have? Cause I could I could do this all day. Okay. So you've got the two podcasts right now and yeah. I listen to the potty report, which is the five minute every day, and I also listen to the once a week. What got you shifting into doing one every single day, and then a one once a week. Like I, I drop my podcast two times a week, yeah. fifteen to eighteen, you know, twenty minute sessions each. But like that, that every single day is interesting.
1: Yeah. So it actually started. We could call it a social experiment. We can call it a content experiment. Whatever. I'll just give you the time frame, and you'll say, oh, I understand why this, it dropped on March 28th, 2020 is when it launched. So oh, yeah. at the height of everything. And I was taking a lot of walks and I just remember thinking, you know what? I'm at a point where I want to have this It it was a mixture of, this was like the height of, I listened to Gary V you know, Gary Vaynerchuk. and, And like all his, he's always on the trend of something else. Like the new things, sometimes they pan out, sometimes they don't. And he had been talking about short form audio content for like, you know, an Alexa or, you know, some other kind of smart device. And I remember looking into it and thinking, oh my gosh, that looks so complicated. But I really latched on to the idea of, You have your regular content, which could be social, YouTube, your podcast, but the people that consume your daily content You're baked into their habits. Like I have people that are listeners of my because the audience is so much smaller for Mm -hmm. the potty report, and I don't typically do a lot of selling, lead generation, like and there's no interviews. It's literally five minutes or less. There's not even like an intro and an outro. (laughs) It's just no. Nope. There's no music. There's like there's nothing. I think of it like your own personal Instagram story on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is, and that's kind of the idea. There's on. Honestly, there's no structure to it either outside of the realm of I'm going to share behind the scenes. That's my only goal. Sometimes it's about my life. Sometimes it's about my business. Sometimes it's about my content. Sometimes it's about an idea that I have and I just need to talk it out loud. So it's almost like the conversations that I would be having with a best friend or over a coffee chat. And I'm like, why don't I just share this with other people? and again, it was an experiment. I didn't know what I was doing. And people would ask me about daily podcasts. And I'm like, well, if I'm gonna be a podcast coach, maybe I should, you know, try to do this thing. And now, I mean, like, here we are, I think that we just hit specifically on that, uh, podcast, like 700 episodes. So put the two, you know, two podcasts together, we get over a thousand, but I mean, it's just, it's part of my routine now. Like, I don't even think about it when people say, how are you still doing this? And I'm like, well, I set it up. This is key here. So if anybody's listening and they're thinking about podcasting, this is what's key for me is I set it up to fit into my life, not mm-hmm. the other way around. That's good. Yeah. That's why it's five minutes or less. Because I, when I was looking at the possibility of doing this, I was like, okay, five days a week, Monday through Friday. Five minutes or less, that's 25 minutes. Like, I mean, legitimately, I could record. Yeah, because you're not in- having
0: to worry about show notes. You're not nope. worrying intros, nope. outros, really, you're not nope. doing editing, like all the none of it. All, and there's no pre-writing out the script. So Mm-mm. all the stuff yep. that takes the brain power and the energy and just the soul sucking pieces of sometimes of it, like yeah, you just eliminated all that.
1: Yeah. And it's it's so interesting because all of that we'll call it fluffy stuff like all the all the pretty stuff that everyone really focuses on i have found that you don't need it and mm-hmm. i don't say that in like oh well you shouldn't do it as a podcaster because there's are amazing things there's seo and all the other strategies we can get into that will help you if you're starting to build a following and you want your podcast to do other you know achieve other goals for your business but for me, what I love about this is I get more notes on my potty report episodes than any of my other stuff. People like I just the other day, someone was like, I loved that you had roosters crowing in the Okay, background. I was going to,
0: thank you. I was going to actually mention that because I've heard you say like, you're an early bird, you know, you're yep. like the 5 a.m.er. And yep. I kind of laugh because I think I'm an early bird and I get up at like 6 15, um, And again, it's kind of like that Instagram story where you really see the authentic person behind it. You're out there recording at one point and I can hear the freaking roosters. I'm like, oh, she's probably recording this at 5 (laughs) a.m. She really is an early person because of the damn birds, you know, crowing in the
1: background. (laughs) Well, and it was just, it was one of those things where I just looked at my schedule. We were traveling. I was at my parents. We uh, like had the kids for spring break. It was right after time changed. And I remember thinking, Crap! When am I going to be by myself? And I need like I've got to record these podcasts. Like I, yeah. I like that is my thing. Consistency is everything to me. And I was like, I just have to do it. So I went outside. There's roosters crowing. There, was, I loved it. There was a dog that I was like trying to kick off, and he was like barking. He wanted to play, and I was like walking around with my phone. I did it all on my phone. This is like very important too. Is I have this. $20 plug-in microphone that I plugged into my my or my, my iPhone and I'm just walking around I'm just recording and I did it on my voice memos on my app and I mean it's just all the stuff that I feel like holds so many people back yes it's important if you're trying to achieve really really big goals but if you're just trying to share a message an authentic message with your audience then do that Because I mean, here we are, I'm actually about to hit my, you know, three-year mark in doing this podcast. And I love it. Like it legitimately makes me happy. And when people tell me that they're still listening to it and it's a value to them, that's all the validation that I need, you know, just to keep going and doing it.
0: Okay. So I'm going to ask a question because as much as I did bend you, I didn't go all the way back. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Did
1: you start out
0: podcasting with the message of this is how you podcast or has that been the evolution of the podcasting? Because you teach podcasting. I mean, that's what yep. you teach now. What did you start out podcasting on? Because I started yeah. out podcasting about being a real estate agent, which I don't like. There's there's nothing about my podcast now that has anything to do with real estate because yeah.
1: I I've evolved so much. Yeah, yeah. So this goes back to that, you know, 20 episode-ish stride that people hit. So I started my podcast 2018, I launched it. It was called, so I rebranded another show. It was called The Rookie Life. And the idea behind it was I wanted to similar to the audience that you serve. It's like I wanted to just hear other stories of female entrepreneurs. Like I was just genuinely curious and that's where everything started. So Mm. I reached out to the amazing like badass women that I knew in my community and was like, can I interview you? Like I'm doing this thing. I don't really know what I'm doing, but can I interview you? And so many of them said yes. And I had them come on to the show. And then I hit a point where I felt like I was interviewing new and interesting people but the stories started feeling stale
0: Ah. and
1: it was, and it wasn't because of the, the personal individual stories. It was more or less that I felt like I've heard this before. Mm -hmm. I've heard this before. So there were themes that were popping up and on. So that was the podcast on the back end. I had so many people that were my peers saying, how did you start your podcast? Like, what are you doing? So I get a lot of that too. Yes, like how did you start? Scenes. Can you actually make
0: money podcasting? Yes. How much time a day? And I'm like, oh my God. All I really talk about now is either how to how to do an email list because everyone yeah. asked me that too. Yeah. Or how to throw events or how to yeah. freaking podcast. I'm like, okay, yeah. is the world telling me something here? Like I think I'm talking about one thing and they're hearing something else.
1: Yeah. And I think that it comes down to like, you have to be self-aware of your energy levels. And what I was finding is my energy, like when I would go to interview someone, I was just kind of like, okay, another podcast interview. I wasn't super excited because I, again, I was like, okay, I don't know this person. It could be a good interview, bad interview. But on the back end, behind the scenes, when people are asking me like, How'd you get connected? What equipment? I'm like, ooh, let me tell you this. And I found this like my I just felt my energy rising to where enough people were asking me about it that I thought, you know what? I, I need, is. I need to change. And I actually, I had a coaching call, um, with Amy Porterfield. She, I was in this position to where I got a hot seat and we did this like 30 minute coaching call. And it's still like the catalyst moment for me where I told her my plans. I was like, I really want to teach podcasting. And she said, put that, like, do that, like do put a stake in the ground and do podcasting because there's not a lot of women in this space that are educators. There's a lot of podcasters, right? But but not not a lot lot of educators. I'm with you. Yeah. And she was like that. You have this unique perspective that they're not seeing by all of these dudes that are out there teaching this. And I think it's super important that we have other women in this space to teach because we have a very unique perspective. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so that's, I mean, I haven't looked back and it's been the best, one of the best. I mean, let's be honest when Amy me. Porterfield tells you to do something, right. like it's like, how are you if you don't? Yeah, the clouds part, you know, the message comes down from above and you're just like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it.
0: <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so you also. I think what stops a lot of people with podcasting is the thought that they have to do YouTube as well.
1: Mm, And I
0: know for the first year of podcasting, like I never turned the video on because I didn't want hair and makeup and I don't like my lighting. And, you know, like that was such a stopping point for me. And then I just did vocal. I just did audio podcasting. Yeah. And I've only recently started to upload some stuff to YouTube. And I'm like, oh, crap. That's a whole beast in and of itself. Like learning. YouTube on top of everything else. I'm glad I waited. But for you, you utilize both so effectively, which is there, is there one or the other that you like more? I know that you record them differently. Um, you know, you record for your YouTube and you record for the podcast, same concept, but you can tell some differences sometimes. So where, what led you into the YouTube world of the podcasting piece?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you're asking me this question right when I come back from podcast movement, because this was actually a hot topic, like a very hot topic video podcasting. What is it? Does it work? Do we need, do I need YouTube? Like, what does that look like? And so for me personally, like my journey was I podcasted for a solid year and a half before I ever said, Oh, I'm also going to do YouTube. So I do have to kind of like, Oh, good. Know, so my, ti- right, my timeline is about right. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was like, I have to, because for me, I have to feel like a solid foundation, like solid footing under me before I even get into that creative space where I'll try new things. And mm-hmm. for me, that looked like about a year, year and a half with the podcasting. But for someone, like if someone's listening right now, They don't have a podcast. They don't have YouTube. They're just getting started. I still don't recommend trying to do both simultaneously because you will go nowhere because you'll think of, I got to do my background and I got to do this and I got to find an editor. And I have like, there's so many complexities to the two separately that you bring them together and it's just a recipe for disaster. So my recommendation is do one first. It could be podcasting. It could be video. But don't try to do them both at the same time unless you have a full team of people to support you. And I say that with like all of... Because I mean, I'm a go-getter, Joanne. I love to do stuff on my own. I like to learn things. I like to get in there and get my hands dirty. But unless you have a knowledge of both platforms, it's it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. So let me tell you why I love them individually and how... I think that they should work together for any business owner. So podcast, you cannot replicate the relationship that you have with your podcast listeners. It is gold. It is amazing people will sit down and listen to you for hours. Like I listen to podcasts, you said you love podcasts too. I mean, I will listen to certain podcasters for hours on end. I don't even care if they're talking about nonsense. I'm like, Oh my God. Like they're talking about what they had for dinner last night and I'm gobbling it up. Like, I don't I, because I feel like I know them. So that intimate relationship, you just cannot replicate anywhere else. So that's what I love about podcasting. What I love about YouTube is the search and discoverability. Yeah. That is not like there's just nothing else compares to it and podcasting unfortunately just is not there so if I go to google right now and I type up a topic that you spoke about on your podcast and it was audio only there's no show notes on your website there's nothing else out there online it's just on the audio players I, I'm probably not going to find it it's probably on like the 50th yeah, it's page gonna get of varied. google yeah it's yeah. not going to be there but if you had the same topic on YouTube or with podcast show notes and you had some SEO strategy on the back end, you could be the very first search term on Google. So I love to mix and mingle the two together when people are ready in a way that leads them to your podcast. I like for me, like my podcast is the ultimate place where I want to get everybody because I'll be really honest. Like I have 6,300 people on YouTube like that's how many subscribers I have. I get a few, like not even a hundred views per video. So while we can look at, this is so fancy, 63, like that's a sexy number. I don't get that many views per video, Mm -hmm. but I have all these people subscribed and that number looks awesome and looks fancy. You know, I can put that in my media kit to tell people this is how many followers I have. But in reality, my podcast, I have hundreds of people that listen and they're listening until the end. They're listening for that full hour and they're likely not distracted, clicking on a bunch of other stuff. They're probably on a walk. They're probably driving, doing something else where they they have that intimate connection. So that's why I like to look at the two platforms separately. They are very different, in my opinion. Um for the recording style, because you mentioned I'd, I'll do the podcast and I'll do YouTube. Um, I'm actually going to be playing around with this. And I'm looking at putting... And this is going to sound a little crazy. I don't know. I'm looking at putting my entire podcast backlog on YouTube. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that looks like a static image with the waveform. Um, Because people have asked me this for years. Should I do this? Should I not do this? And Personally, as a consumer, I didn't see the benefit of it because I want to see people. I want to see their faces. I want to see their interactions. So a static image with a way that doesn't sound like appetizing to me, but the numbers don't lie. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're at work. They're doing other things. They pop on YouTube. They listen to it. I was going to say, I'm actually in the process of going back on all of my old ones, even the
0: ones about real estate that have nothing to do with what I talk about now. And I'm using audiogram and I'm putting the static image with the little what, you know, I do want to use one that actually goes in time to the voice, not just one from Canva. Love you, Canva, but sorry. Yes. That one doesn't work for me. (laughs) Just to start the presence on the YouTube, just to get the discoverability. And now as I'm adding in some video stuff, I'm starting to figure out how I want to get the video piece up. But mainly I did it because I sit in my office and -hmm. I have a TV. Right, like behind everything, and if I turn on like Bridgerton or you know Emily in Paris, I'm I'm gonna watch TV. But if I right. turn on a podcast and listen to it in the background, I'm still getting my podcast fix in, and I don't necessarily get distracted by the people on the podcast. I'm just getting yeah. to hear it, you know. And so for me, that's why I decided to do it. But we'll yeah. see.
1: yeah, I think it's great, and I think that if somebody's listening and they're like, oh, huh, like video production, that just sounds like too much or whatever. Shorts, YouTube shorts. If you're doing Instagram or TikTok, upload it Might on well YouTube. Might as well do shorts. Yeah. Put it on YouTube. Like that's a very easy fix and a way to get started. Because even with shorts, you can start to learn the back end of what the YouTube studio is like and the tools that you can use to help you, like SEO and tagging. Like there's just a lot of complexities to it, but it'll at least get you started down that road. I agree. And I love
0: shorts, crack me up on YouTube because you can literally <laughs> just take an old video that you had and clip 30 seconds off and create a short from it, you know, from your phone app. And the next thing you know, you got thousands of views on like, basically use coughing into the microphone, you know, I mean, like, it doesn't even matter. It's it's people's consumption of how we do things these days. Exactly.
1: But yeah, I mean, I I do love YouTube for its discoverability. I really hope podcasting can figure out a way to replicate that. But you know, it, it just kind of comes well, with the territory, YouTube just And I know, know that you've talked about this. They just started
0: the whole podcast. Right. And I went on YouTube the other day and I was like, Oh, okay. they have a podcast option. And then discovered all it really was at, or all it is at this point. Tell me if I just missed the boat on this is you select a playlist that your podcast episodes yeah. are on and they call it a Yes. I'm like, I know oh, YouTube. Come on.
1: Same thing. Same thing. I logged in and I was looking and I was like, okay, like I'm going to figure out like, how do I want to talk about this? Like what's the strategy behind this? And I was like, it, this is a playlist. This and is a playlist. They, pre- they pre-selected stuff and put it on there from mine, I guess. Cause I have podcast in the title of so <laughs> many of my episodes or, you know, my, my YouTube videos. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, why is this on here? I had to like clean everything up. I'm like, what is this doing? No, no, no. So yeah. Um, I'm praying that it'll be there one day. It'll be something that really is useful and helpful. We're just, we're not there yet. We're not there.
0: No, it's not there yet. I was cracking up. I'm like, they literally just took their technology that they already have (laughs) and just sorted it in a different way. Like that's it. That's all they did. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Too. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my All right. So, what is up next for Crystal Profit? Where do you go from here? I know you're going to keep podcasting, but like, as you look at that big vision on where, you know, the next level you and what's your next big move, like, have you thought that far in advance or what, you know, what's going through the brain? Well, it's funny
1: because I actually kind of reverted this year. So, last year I had a big, you know, aha moment of, I don't just want to talk about podcasting. I want to talk about content strategy, content marketing. I did this big push for repurposing throughout the whole year. And in January of 2023, I kind of realized, I'm like, I really still just love talking about podcasting like as the main thing, like as the main, because people will come to me with YouTube questions. And again, it goes back to listening to that energy where I'm like, I still love talking like podcasting and it's a smaller niche like it's a smaller subset of the larger online marketing space that I feel like I can still stick my you know stick my pole in the ground and say this this is me this is where I stand. So I'm going back to my original plans of I just want to be in the podcasting space and helping people share their message with confidence. That's really what I want. Well all and about.
0: I think that's beautiful. You know I think that actually really speaks to my audience a lot because we talk about pivoting a lot on the B right. word. And the fact that I feel like a lot of times, especially as, and maybe it's, I'm saying, especially as women, just cause I am a woman, but we think we have to have it all figured out.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. we don't want
0: to take step B without knowing step A. And sometimes we get to step B and we're like, Oh, wait a minute. The grass really wasn't greener. And I want to go back to what I was doing. And yes, giving yourself permission to do that is so critical that we teach our children and our kids and, and yeah. everyone around and all the women listening in that it's okay to think you need to do something and then discover, nah, that's really not what I want to do. And then just go back to doing what you're comfortable doing because it it lights you up.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's one of the reasons why I really like operating as either a personal brand or under like a bigger theme of, you know, because I know you have real women, real boss women, yeah, but There's I'm actually on, pivoting it?
0: out of that because I thought that I had to have the big brand Yep. and then said, you know what, honest, and I did that in January. I just haven't taken the sign yet down because we're in the, you know, it's a transition out, but yep. I came out of real estate and I opened up Real Boss Women because I was like, nope, I want to show the world what I'm doing now. And then I did the same thing. I reverted back and went, Okay. I know exactly what I'm doing and it doesn't need to be under this big umbrella brand. It just, it's me. And so like, let's just put me out into the world.
1: Yeah. And I I think that that's the best for everybody because, you know, you may realize, you know, five years from now, you know, you've built your empire. Ooh, I feel like I love dreaming. So we're dreaming about Joanne's amazing empire at this point. And you're like, okay. I want to switch into something where I'm maybe more behind the scenes and there's other people that are leading strategy or they're leading the big initiatives in your business and you're doing the things behind the scenes, the only things that really light you up. You can still do that under a personal brand. And I think that it gives you that freedom to me. Oh, and I'm so glad you're
0: literally um, spelling that out for everyone to hear because the reason I did the Real Boss Women brand is I thought at some point when I've got the strategist and the yeah and I just want to do what lights me up, like I had to have the big umbrella. And you're right, you don't. You can still let
1: other people lead
0: your personal brand, yeah, under your personal brand's name.
1: Yeah. And who's to say that you don't switch to a different brand in the future? Like I, I think that I think that this goes back to what you were talking about earlier, where we have to have it all figured out. We have this pressure to have it all figured out. But I look at these really big businesses that I followed for a long time and how they've managed transitions and rebrands and everything. And I'm like, Oh, I don't care. Like as a consumer and a lover of those people, like, I don't care what they call themselves. Yeah. I love the brand. I could care less what the name, you know, on their building says or what it says on their Instagram. Like I love the brand. I love the people behind the brand. Yep. So I think that we should stop putting so much pressure on having those things be perfect and just be more fluid with your journey.
0: You know, and and I agree with that. The aha piece for me that that occurred was I changed brokers like three times in 20 years. I mean, I went from Keller Williams to Remax, back to Keller Williams, and then over to eXp Realty. Yeah. And none of my clients cared. Like they didn't give a crap what color sign I was putting in the yard (laughs) as long as I was the one doing that. And so back in December of 2022, yeah, yeah, like last December, that's kind of that moment I was like, well, if my people followed me from brokerages to brokerage, why wouldn't they follow me from being a real estate agent to real boss women. And now it's just joeandbolt.com. Like, exactly. you're not going to care, yep. Yep. which is exactly what you just said. So yeah, like that actually makes me feel good that I wasn't wackadoodle in my thought process.
1: No, I think it's just part of the journey. It really is. And I think it makes you more relatable and more of a human to your audience when you can say, look, I tried this fun, scary thing out and it worked or it didn't work or pieces of it worked. And now I'm trying something new, but I'm so glad that you're on this journey with me. Like people own that. And they like they want to follow you because maybe they're doing something scary in their life or they're thinking about pivoting and they're like, I don't, you know, I don't know if this is what I but I'm gonna go talk to Joanne or I'm gonna go see what she did. And that's really where that mentorship can come from podcasting, YouTube content, because people start to just fall in love with what you're doing. So absolutely yeah. all right. So
0: for everyone listening in that has now fallen in love with you, what aside from listening to the podcast, which I will put links in the show note to, what how do how do you want them best to reach out or follow you or you know what serves you best in a way that you can serve them
1: yeah I'm it's the email list I mean, like you said earlier, it's people getting on my I have a Friday weekly email i mean it's it's shenanigans. I'll just be really honest. Like, it's not this I'm going to sell to you every time I send Oh, a email. no, I get it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I wrote about my son being an orchestra and how I kind of failed music in the fifth grade. And he is like, I'm tone deaf. And he has like this beautiful future in music ahead of him. And I just share real stories because I love to show people like demonstrate storytelling. So if you, you mm. love storytelling, you want to know how an email list can be done that's not buy the book, then I would love for you. And you can do that by going to crystalprofit.com and set the footer of the page, go all the way down and we have some cool freebies and all kinds of
0: stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for being a guest today, Crystal. I'm sure you don't know this yet, but I'm sure you're going to be on a lot in the future because I just think your message is so
1: great for everyone to hear. Well, thank you so much, Joanne. This was so fun and I wish your audience the best and just get out there and do it. I, I have to tell you my catchphrase. I'm sure Joanne knows it, but keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. I hope that that resonates and sits well with you today. Absolutely. Thanks, Crystal.
0: I'm over here raising my virtual champagne glass and popping a toast to you because you just finished another episode of the B Word podcast. How cool is that? Let's keep this virtual party going and head on over to Podcast.com where you can find the show notes with all the codes and links so that you can implement everything you've heard about in your own business. If you're looking for a new tribe to hang with, I've got you covered, girlfriend. The Chick Flick membership is available on thebwordpodcast.com. Come join me.